The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and we are back. And we are now talking about searching for jobs equaling searching for love. Well, how do you equate a job search with a love search? Well, we have the expert to tell us, and her name is Beth Carter. She's the founder of Carter Consultants and Beth Carter Enterprises and has been in the executive search business for 30 years. She's also a certified executive career and business coach, and she partnered with Ronnie Ann Ryan. MBA who found love after 40 and launched her successful dating coach service in 2002 to help single women find love. So these two paired up, Beth and Ronnie Ann, and they wrote the book called Job Search Equals Love Search, 10 Savvy Career Strategies That Help You Find Love Too. Welcome, Beth. Thanks, Patricia, for having me today. Yeah, yeah, fun. All right. So, wow. How do you how do you put career strategy and dating strategy in the same sentence? That's what I want to know first. <laughs> well, if you think about, well, first of all, let me backtrack a second. So, I used to live in Connecticut. I moved to Rhode Island four years ago, and Ronnie and I had been working on this book for quite some time. But it kind of started with talking about dating and writing a book about dating. Um, and she's like, you know, I don't really like that idea. Let's, let's combine our, our backgrounds and, and really make a book. So what happened was is that, you know, when you're searching for love or a job, it really follows the same, I don't want to say total process, but it does follow the same process. And you start mm-hmm. off by creating a job search strategy and really kind of create a love strategy. So we have 10 chapters in the book. Uh, each chapter covers a different topic. So again, the first one is about creating strategy. And if you're looking for love, you read each chapter where the heart is. And if you're looking for a job, you look, you read each chapter where the uh, little briefcase is. And if you're looking for both, of course, you read the entire book. Um, and so it's, it worked out very well. And towards the end of the book, we talk about one of the chapters is on negotiations because in a relationship and or in a job search, you know, when you get that offer, uh, you need to negotiate. So there's a lot of parallels yeah. between the two. Yeah. All right. So let's let's start. Let's handle the ten. So the first one is personal branding, knowing you're a great catch. So explain that from both points of view, Beth. Well, the strategy is actually the first one. The second one is the is the personal branding. So okay. The, the thing with pers- the thing with personal branding is is that. You know, you need to know who you are. Um, you know, you look at brands out there today, you know, a lot of us don't realize we are a product. Um, you know, when I'm coaching people on the search side, 
you know, I'm talking to them and said, look, you know, you're in Toys R Us in the doll aisle and, you know, the Barbies look very different between hair, color and dresses and accessories, but the Ken dolls look a lot alike. And I said, you need to think of yourself as being in that box and that someone's going to pull you off the shelf. So you not Mm -hmm. need to only know, understand what your skills are and be able to explain those to others, but how that skill set, both, you know, your technical skills as well as your soft skills can be replicated in the next company that you join because you want to have that same level of success or even better in the new organization. I mean, that's why companies hire people. Um, on the love side, you know, again, you need to know what type of person you are. Um, you know, there's all kinds of people out there, as we all know, and, you know, maybe you're an early morning person and you're a house person, you're family-oriented, and someone else is totally the opposite. You know, it, granted, uh, opposites attract, but the reality is is that you really have to understand what your personal brand is and, more importantly, be authentic in both cases and get that message out to your audience, either be it the hiring company or hiring manager or the person that you may fall in love with. Mm, that's so true. I want to go back to the first one, the career and dating strategy. So um, in that strategy piece, it's that where you start looking, like, for example, you go to a dating site online or you go to a job search site online or you go to, um, you know, a job fair or you go to a singles gathering. Is that what you're talking about with strategy? Well, the strategy, Chapter 5 really gets into the nuts and bolts as what you just described. But Chapter 1 is thinking, you know, just broader overall. You know, do you, like as in a career strategy, maybe you're at a certain age or level within the organization, you want to work part-time or you don't want to relocate or you want to work, you've been always working in a large environment, you want to work in a smaller one. So just trying to understand, you know, kind of what, is the next scenario look like? What does that vision look like? And the same with dating. I mean, some people are looking for love and want to get married and others are looking for someone to spend time with on a Saturday night. So it's really kind of doing that very high-level strategic planning uh, for both the job search as well as looking for love. Yeah, yeah. All right. The third one is resume, LinkedIn, and online dating profile. Interesting. So that's when you start to write and, and develop, as you said, a, a resume either for dating or for a job. Right. The only thing is, is with the online dating profile, you don't want it to look like a resume. And some people do get caught up and kind of think it's it's a resume. Um, but, you know, the point is, is yes, you're getting it down on paper now or online that's still being written down exactly, you know, who you are. And, you know, with a resume, you know, a key part of the resume is the um, – is the career summary, which to me is I, I'm also a certified professional resume writer. So when I write someone's resume, I talk about the career summary as being the only part of the resume where your personality can come through because the rest of it is all fact. You know, you went, you went to this college, you, you know, got this kind of training, you had this job, these were the responsibilities, these were the accomplishments. But the career summary, you know, talks, uh, you know, has some descriptive words, it talks more about your soft skills, it talks about where you are today and maybe where you want to aspire to be. And same with the online dating profile. I mean, you, 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 you put your best foot forward, needless to say, and both, you know, regardless if it's a resume or LinkedIn or online dating profile. But the point is, is you, you, know, you talk about kind of where you want, you know, where you are today and where you want to be. So someone might say that, you know, their children have grown and they're looking, you know, or they've moved recently and they're now in the area and don't know anyone or 
you know, whatever the, whatever the situation may be. So it's really, you know, and then, of course, saying your best features. There's no doubt about it, you know, that you and what your likes and dislikes are. So they're, they're similar in that respect. Hmm. All right. Before, before we go on, what would you say, both in dating and in career, I know your specialty is really the career piece, Beth, what are the common mistakes that people make that could be avoided in both or either of them? Well, for both, people don't listen to the other person. I mean, when you are going through an interview process, really, if you think about it, that's what dating is, too. You're gathering information on the other person. But you don't want, so on the recruiting side, or on the job search recruiting side, you want to ask questions to really understand, you know, the culture. I mean, on paper, the job may be ideal, but as I tell people, the culture is not right, it's not going to be a good fit. So you have to ask mm-hmm. a lot of cultural questions. You know, does everybody mm-hmm. come in early and leave at five? Whatever. I mean, I worked for two different offices of KPMG, the big four public accounting firm. And in New York, you came in at nine and left at six. And in Connecticut, you know, you, left, you got in very, very early. And by five o'clock, it was a ghost town because it was very family oriented versus New York was more, you know, single New York type people. So even within the own same company, culture can be different. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, you really have to, so a mistake in, in interviewing is just not listening properly, not gathering that information and then turning around and asking more pointed questions. Right. On the dating side, I can tell you too that you don't want to interview your date. So, yes, you want to find out information, but you're, you don't want to make it a drill. You know, what do you do? How do you do it? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And that's where maybe sometimes recruiters are not good people in dating because they're vetting in their minds quickly um, you know, Interesting. Uh, wow. who this person's all about. So let's look at then from that number four, which is the elevator speech, presenting yourself. So when you present yourself to the date or, you know, in the interview, how do you do it without overselling, over-asking or overselling? I think, first of all, you do your homework regardless. I mean, it's hard to do it really with online dating, but you probably have, or, or when you're on a date, but you probably have had a conversation or two, unless it's a blind date, so you know a little bit about the person ahead of time. So, you know, maybe they're, you know, big sports fans and you're into sports but don't really know a lot. Maybe do a little research just to, for icebreaker purposes more than anything. Mm. And same with, you know, with uh, a job search. And, of course, you've done some research. But the elevator speech is really, you know, encapsulation of the career summary on the job search side. So taking that career summary and making it like a 30-second, I call it the Nike swoosh, that, you know, you really only have 10, 15, 30 seconds to make an impression on someone. And a lot of it's visual, too. I mean, that's another piece. You know, our words are important, but we make first impressions within six or seven seconds. And then on the mm-hmm. dating side, it's the same thing. It's, it's, you know, smile. Well, in both cases, smile on your face, you know, really lean forward, pay attention to what the other person's saying, um, asking, you know, the right questions based off of what the information they're providing. But the elevator speech is really your first you know, your first moment to make an impression on someone. And it's very hard to kind of repair that if the elevator speech is not good. Well, you know, Beth, people practice for business. I mean, when I'm in leads groups or networking groups, you know, I've practiced my elevator speech. Do you think you should do that for dating? I think you should know some of the key points you want to get across to someone. Um, I definitely think that, meaning, you know, if you 
have something interesting about yourself that, you know, maybe you want to get that point across. I mean, they say to stay away from politics, you know, religion, even, you know, don't talk about your exes. I mean, there's certain things you don't definitely don't talk about, but, you know, if you're an avid sports person or you are, um, you know, like I'm self-employed, right? So it comes across very quickly. I'm self-employed. That's not necessarily the bad thing because I like to try new things. So that's something I would want to get across to someone right away. Right. Interesting. All right. Before the break, we've got a couple minutes. So let's do number five, multiple search mm-hmm. approach, career and dating. What would you say there? What do you so, mean multiple search you know, approach? Some people, I always laugh when a, a potential career coaching client calls me up and I'm like, oh, I've been looking for months. And I'm like, really, what have you been doing? Oh, I've been answering, you know, many ads. Well, that's only one piece of the pie. So for the career side, you know, you need to, yes, you respond to online ads, but you also need to get your resume out to 25 of your advocates so they can market for you. You need to reach out to some recruiters. You need to do the direct approach, which is, you know, coming up with a list of companies and and writing to them directly, even though there might not be a, a search or, excuse me, a position available. And then the same with dating. I mean, you can't just rely on, you know, Match.com or eHarmony, you know, Maybe right. taking a class where men are there, uh, like a Home Depot class, you know, home improvement mm-hmm. or being at a sports bar or having friends introduce you to people. I mean, if you really rely on one prong of a search, you're really not doing yourself justice because the other thing is, is you're not opening yourself up to other opportunities on either side that, you know, because it's not crossing your path. Right, interesting. All right, we are talking to Beth Carter. She's the co-author of the book, Job Search Equals Love Search, 10 Savvy Career Strategies That Help You Find Love Too. And Beth Carter is the founder of Carter Consultants and Beth Carter Enterprises. She's been in the executive search business for 30 years, and she's a certified executive career and business coach. And she partnered with Ronnie Ann Ryan, who found love after 40 and launched her successful dating coach service in 2002 to help single women find love. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. More with Beth Carter and more about love search equals job search. We have five more steps left right after the break. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric EZ Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Second Wind Success, hosted by Gene Garino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. What defines your success? 
Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Hi everyone, we are back. And my guest is Beth Carter, and she's the co-author of the book Job Search Equals Love Search, 10 Savvy Career Strategies That Help You Find Love Too. Beth Carter is the founder of Carter Consultants Limited and Beth Carter Enterprises. She's been in the executive search business for 30 years and is a certified executive career and business coach. She partnered with Ronnie Ann Ryan, who's an MBA, who found love after 40 and launched a successful dating coach in 2002 to help single women Find Love, and she's the author of several books and has been featured on many radio programs, TV programs, and Huffington Post. So, welcome back, Beth. All right. Let's talk about the next five strategies for finding love or finding a job. So, moving on, phone interviews and first phone calls. Yeah, that's interesting. Talk about that. I think the big piece was both. And, you know, I've been in the search business 31 years, and most 99% of my interviews are over the phone, is energy level. It dumbfounds me when people get on the phone and have no energy. I mean, fake it until you make it is probably the best thing I say to people because, you know, your energy level really is important. You need to be able to have inflections and show interest. And, you know, on the phone, the only way you can really do that is by, you know, having this higher energy level. I mean, I don't mean super, super hyper by any stretch of the means, but definitely have that energy. And, you know, I tell people that if you can print a picture of the person you're talking to and put it eye level, you know, if you're sitting at your desk or, you know, if it's a first phone call about a date, you know, wherever you can see it eye level, um, it really, they, they've proven that you're, it's actually a warmer call. And I think that it's very important, again, to get certain things across without rambling or whatever. And that's the other thing. I think when you're on the phone, you have different, um, I don't want to say etiquette, but different, a lot of people act differently on the phone versus in person or even on Skype for that matter. I was so going to I ask think you, you about Skype. To, you know, a little yes. practicing goes a long way. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Skype. I didn't know if that was, if that changed it a little bit. Well, from the search side, yes, because the thing with Skype is is that people don't rec- realize what's behind you. People have coffee cups. Um, I personally don't like using Skype unless it's an international uh, call. And the reason for it is, is when I'm interviewing a candidate, which I'm usually on the phone for at least an hour, I take a ton of notes. And the problem with that little scenario is, is that I feel like I'm always looking down because I'm writing so much and I feel like it's being rude. So if... 
and I feel like I listen better if I'm on, you know, on that. Now, if it's more of a casual call, maybe it's the first time I'm talking to a candidate and I'm just getting some general information and it's early on, so I'm only going to be on for a few minutes, then I definitely will use, you know, I don't have a problem using Skype. And I mean, if I have to use Skype for an interview, I'll do it, but I always preface it when I speak to these people that I'm going to be taking a lot of notes. Um, yeah. You know, with yeah. dating, you know, Ronnie probably could answer that better, but I'm assuming when people get to it, it might not be the, definitely probably not the first call um, because you have to worry about privacy issues. You know, you know, people need to, they use different ways to kind of hide their phone numbers and all of that so people don't know much about you, um, just, you know, for the scary factor. But, uh, you know, eventually they might be doing Skype. And But, you know, I think that's more casual, so I don't think Skype's as bad for dating but down the road. Okay, not 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 in the beginning. All right, let's look at, at in person. Not the first call. Okay, let's look at in person interviews and first dates. Talk about that. Again, you know, even though you might have made an impression with the person on the phone, you know, that face to face first impression is very very important. Again, you know, you dress the part, you firm handshake regardless, um, good eye contact. You know, body language is more important in a lot of ways than what you say, but of course you need to, you know, show interest and pay attention. Um, Ellen DeGeneres just came out with a new TV show called First Date, and we could use the same thing and call it First Interviews. I mean, a lot of, I've watched the show several times now, it's actually pretty humorous, but it's amazing the body language in and of itself, right from the start, mm-hmm. you can tell if people are interested or not in someone yeah. or, you know, just the, the way that they react to each other. So... You know, you always have to have an icebreaker regardless if it's an interview or a first date, but then you need to, you know, be able to develop and, and grow the conversation so you, you have a conversation hopefully on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We've got three left and we've got about four minutes. Behavioral questions for career and love. What does that mean? Well, you know, you go through your technical skills, you go through your soft skills, and then you get questions like, what color would you be and why? What animal would you be and why? Uh, you know, what was the craziest first date you had if someone asked that question, which they really shouldn't? Are you, you know, just these are the types of off-the-wall questions. And not all, not all of them are off-the-wall. Like on the recruiting side, it might be, where do you want to be in five years, things like that. But the point is, is that, you want to understand someone's behavior. And by asking some of these questions, again, body language comes into play. And a lot of it, people get caught off guard. So behavioral yeah. questioning is very, very important in the sense of really understanding, you know, that these yeah. questions get asked, first of all, so you're not caught off guard. And the second thing is, is that you, um, you know, you respond appropriately. I mean, mm-hmm. one person now, asked them what those? animal they would be and why they said they'd be a kangaroo rat. I understood oh, the logic behind it, but no one wants to think of themselves as a rat or have right, someone else funny. think of themselves as so, a rat. So, Beth, so you, know, you, you just do have these to think questions, Should you do these questions in person or in writing, or it doesn't matter? It's usually in person, but, you know, like eHarmony has some questions, I know, just to get this conversation started. So okay. I think, you know, it just depends on how you're meeting these people. And even in a job search, you might meet someone at a, you know, like at a networking event to start, and then you kind of go from there. So it's just being aware that questions like these get asked and how okay. do you respond appropriately and just keep your body language in check. All right. All right. Two more, and they're both important. So let's see if we can do it. Behavior, um, handling rejection oh, for job hunting and dating. Not easy. 
Right. So I'm going to lump that one in number 10, which is negotiation, no, negotiating your job offer and love life. I mean, they go hand in hand. Either you get rejected or you get the offer, right? And, you know, no one wants to get rejected. But there's times, to be honest with you, where probably it's a positive in the long run. Uh, you know, you have to accept the fact that both in both cases, I tell people, and I'm sure Ronnie would agree with me, it's a journey. It's a learning experience. It's about self-awareness. And sometimes when people don't get that job offer and they're, they're desperate for a job, yes, it's devastating. But if someone is, you know, passively looking or whatever, it's not the worst thing in the world. Maybe they've, you know, in the long run, it works in their favor. Maybe they're more savvy for the next job interview. And a friend of mine told me a long time ago that every guy you date, you get closer and closer to what you want. So you work out the kinks until you find yes. the right guy. And, you know, you are most likely going to be rejected. I mean, especially if someone's older um, and they've been dating for a while. Yes. And there's a multitude of reasons why people get rejected. But once you do get the offer on either side, you know, you have to be able to negotiate it. I mean, you know, I have friends that... You know, they they were commuting to see each other from a from a dating standpoint, right. and you know they had to make sacrifices. I'm going to move in with you. I'm going to do this. Right. Or I'm going to do that. So and that's the same a, with a job right. search. You know, a lot of people think it's base and bonus and vacation. No, right. you can negotiate if you want to work out at your home okay. a couple of days a week, or you want you know All maybe right. have a gym membership, or you know education, going back to school, or taking classes. So, you know, it all, it all both, to be honest with you, both the, the rejection and the negotiation is really about just, again, going back to your strategy and understanding really what is it you truly, truly want. And after okay. you've gone through this entire process, meaning reading the entire book, if you get to this point on both, is it the, is it the, is it the right offer for you? And if you get rejected, why did you get rejected? And maybe see it as a blessing. So you have to keep uh, an open mind, and you might have absolutely. to start from the beginning of the book again and revise your strategy. Thanks so much, Beth. Job search equals love search. Ten savvy career strategies that help you find love, too. Beth Carter is my guest today, Beth. We've got 30 seconds. Tell people how they can find the book and find you. Yeah, so the book is available both on, you know, as as a book (laughs) as well as on Kindle, and it's on Amazon.com. And love to hear feedback from people, so let us know what you think. All right, and they can write to you on, do you need a, is there a website? Uh, they can write to me at Beth at BethCarterEnterprises.com. Okay. All right, Beth, thanks so much. It was great. Thank you. Job search equals love search. Ten savvy career strategies that help you find love, too. Thanks, Beth. All right. Thank you. Uh, all right. Bye. Stand along for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Log on to my website, PatriciaRaskin.com. I have a drop-down menu, and I put videos on that drop-down menu. So everything I do, I have a video explaining before we get onto the site and, and read about it. And also, you can like me on Facebook. Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, and you can write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com, for my newsletter that's monthly. All right. Talk to you soon. Love you all. Have a great week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.